Welcome to the Year of the Movie podcast, the podcast where we talk about movies from the year of the movie, 2023. Is that our official tagline now? It can be. Cool. I was just spitballing. Check that off the list. Well, our movie for this week, we briefly discussed it in the last episode that we mentioned it, Mm -hmm. uh, Cocaine Bear, woo, which is one of the most movies of the year. It's been highly requested. (laughs) We're finally covering it. (laughs) Took us this long, but we're finally here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, now, we always always talk about the trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. And typically, I, I'd say we would maybe write up a little little big synopsis mm-hmm. of that trailer, descriptions of what happened. Now, we'll have a little descriptor of that trailer, but a lot of the trailer is relatively self-explanatory for Cocaine Bear. We went in-depth with 65 because the movie is so wildly different from what the trailer sets you up for. Cocaine Bear... It knows what it is. <laughs> it's right on the nose. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, the synopsis for Cocaine Bear. After a 500-pound bear, black bear consumes a significant amount of cocaine and embarks on, on a drug-fueled rampage, an eccentric gathering of cops, criminals, tourists, and teenagers assemble in a Georgia forest. And it is based off of a true story. Ish. Um, in the sense that once upon a time... In 1985. A bear found cocaine Mm -hmm. and then basically immediately died. Yeah. Because that's what would happen. (laughs) But that's not an exciting movie. It's a very short movie. So this movie took some creative liberties. Mm -hmm. The writer whose name I have later in my notes and I cannot remember what it is right now um, basically said that he was like What if that happened, but what if instead of dying, the bear just got really hooked on cocaine? Yeah. Which is possible. I know, like, before this movie came out, I saw, like, the meme that was, like, the headline, and then someone's comment that was, like, for about 15 minutes, this was the world's deadliest predator. Yeah. Right? Like, and so, like, that is a fun premise to think about. Mm -hmm. They do... They stretch it for... They stretch it, and they give it some weird, not lore, but, like plot yes like an actual plot um yeah yes this is an hour 35 hour 35 so I th- is that is it longer than 65 mm. i think 65 was a tight 90 like i think it really is oh yeah and so this has five minutes on 65 oh two two, two minutes okay it feels mm, I mean, 65 stretched on oh don't Ask me to rate you IMDb. We're just going to talk about 65 in every episode. That's basically <laughs> what this is. Here the movie, otherwise known as 65. 65. <laughs> anyway, the description for this trailer that we will give. Uh, it opens up with paramedics arriving on scene at like a, a lodge or whatever. Uh, they find blood everywhere. The one paramedic opens the door finds the bear inside looking crazy and then he very slowly closes the door again and he's like rebecca or whatever her name is we need to leave and then the bear jumps through the door and attacks the guy and it's very clear with the editing that like this will be a bloody movie but it will be an extremely goofy movie as well 
Um, and then the trailer highlights that this is a story inspired by true events. It takes place in Tennessee in the 80s. Uh, the basic thing is a massive amount of cocaine was dumped, dumped from a plane by organized crime. A lot of it landed in the woods. The bear eats it and then kills people and hijinks ensue. Yeah, it's a very basic premise. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that they had a lot of fun making this movie. Yes. Um, I know that Ray Liotta said that he really liked how the bear looked. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Ray Liotta. R.I.P. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. This movie had a weirdly stacked cast. Yes. Like, it was an impressive... Like, well, one, it had a weird reunion of people from uh, The Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie Russell... Uh, Margot Martindale and uh, uh, what's his name? Jesse Tyler Ferguson. No, 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 no. Uh, Matthew Riss? Rise? I don't know how you pronounce his name, but Riz? he's the guy at the very beginning in the airplane. Mm. But they're they're all from the Americans. Gotcha. Uh, but along with them, they had O'Shea Jackson Jr., mm-hmm. Ice Cube's son, mm-hmm. um, Alden Ehrenrich, which he plays Han Solo in the Star Wars Solo. He's also movie. in Oppenheimer, I found out. Oh, really? Yeah. Good for him. I'm mm-hmm. glad that he's getting work. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. He's great. Jesse Tyler Ferguson, like you said. Yeah. Um, And then a bunch of other people. Christopher Heavju, I think that's how you say his name from Game of Thrones. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot. And then J.B. Moore, who is just one of those actors who every time I see his face, I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Mm. But I can't, could not tell you the first time I saw that guy. Yeah. Um, so this movie, I mean, it was obviously a meme. Mm-hmm. Like, I think. It was a commercially successful meme. Yeah, because the bear even shows up at the Oscars. Yeah, I think that was like, we didn't talk about because this is episode two, but we started the podcast because this is a weird year for movies. And then I think this was one of the beginning signs that this would be a weird year for movies was this came out in February of 2023. And then we were watching the Oscars and the bear was there <laughs> like me cocaine bear <laughs> and i know that like typically the first quarter and even the first half of a year isn't when the oscar buzz movies are released yeah but i guess it's just like this isn't an oscar buzz movie this is just it's just such a goofy movie how can you not talk about it and then after 2022 with like the first half and quarter of that year just like really the whole year being just cinema 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 yeah. type of movie this is a pivot <laughs> this was a hard pivot yeah <laughs> i wonder how next year will be because of all the strikes going on now if it'll get goofier yeah next year because the the example that i always be a lot see, of independent films yes the example that i always see for like the effects of a writer's strike was the character from friday night lights who killed a man and then the show never spoke about it ever again and it was like this is what happens when writers go on strike (laughs) um so there's not really much more that we can talk about without spoiling it i guess i feel like like there is a plot technically but what you know about the movie is there's a bear and there are drugs and there is murder 
And there are multiple arcs in the movie. Yeah. That, like, all conclude at the end with the bears. It's all wrapped up in a little bow. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's, I mean, it's an impressive, uh, classic story episode. Yeah. Like, of just sitcom TV of yeah. like, all of the three arcs mm-hmm. converging into one. And Yeah. But it just. All right, I'm gonna start spoiling, because <laughs> like this is the there there is a cop in the movie mm-hmm. who, when when they first discover uh, the cocaine mm-hmm. has fallen. Okay, no, I'll back up. Okay. Beginning of the movie starts with a guy in an airplane throwing cocaine out of the airplane and also doing cocaine while he does it and then he tries to jump out he hits his head on the airplane knocks himself unconscious and falls to his death Mm -hmm. that alerts the cops and this cop he he's he is detecting he's he's copping he's doing his job (laughs) he's copping all over the place (laughs) he's copping over there he's copping over here everywhere he's copping he's copping in public um he's at the crime scene mm-hmm. and he's like oh i recognize this guy he's part of this drug group mm-hmm. and then he's leaving and he's talking to like another cop and he starts asking this other cop about her dog mm-hmm. and then one of the lines is along the lines of does he play fetch <laughs> and sh- and she's like uh yeah and he's like oh that's awesome and you have, and like that's it, that's what the scene is. That's the button on the scene. And and you have no context for yeah. it. And then the next scene that you get is him entering his car, and there's like a little Shih Tzu in the passenger seat. Yeah. But there is no context that you... he has a dog already, and that yeah. he's like he wants his dog to play fetch. It's just like he has a he really likes knowing about dogs. He just asks, yeah. That fetch. You you find out like it's sprinkled throughout the course of the movie that you find out that he got this dog yesterday and then he was supposed to get like a German shepherd or something like that and then he ended up with this teeny tiny little toy dog and he's like he becomes more attached to her the less time he spends with the dog because he has his coworker watch it while he goes to Georgia to get the drugs and everything. And then by the end of the movie, he's like, she's okay. Or is, yeah. yeah. Or does he, he doesn't die, right? Um, or maybe he, he, dies. he dies. He dies. Basically yeah. everyone dies. Not yes. everyone. A lot of people die. He's yeah. unfortunately one of them because oh, honestly, right. I do love the line of, does he play fetch? Yeah. That's awesome. There's there's a lot of scenes in the movie where it feels like not quite sketches, but like short it is very episodic together yeah. of like almost like I think you should leave or something where those sketches just end. It's very much like you're watching the movie like we we're watching the movie and I was just what is the script? Yeah. Cuz it's like cohesive in that you can understand it it's cohesive in the sense that everyone is really invested in this bear yeah (laughs) so like the there's several storylines here so there's carrie russell carrie russell is a mom and her daughter and daughter's friend skipped school and ran off into the woods 
because they wanted to go see this waterfall or her daughter her daughter really wanted to see this waterfall and she was upset that her mom is a working nurse and also spending time with her maybe to be soon new stepdad um and so she was like i'll go to the falls by myself with henry and (laughs) they skip school together and then they find drugs they eat a spoonful of yeah, cocaine. Yeah, they, they eat cocaine, which is so weird. It's like Henry is trying to impress her in that thing that you do when you were a kid and maybe an adult when you're like, yeah, I totally know all about that. I've done that before. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I've done cocaine before. This isn't, this is like kind of a different cocaine than what I normally do. So like, I'll give it a shot. And then it's like not, a, he, he acts in it very well. It's just yeah, he's yeah, he was good in it. It's, it's just, always wild to me when I see children doing something that I'm like, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so that's one story, and then eventually Carrie goes looking for them. She finds out like almost immediately that her daughter skipped school. Yeah, and then which is pretty realistic. Yeah, and then she is she figures out that she went to the falls, and then she's trying to chase after them, and she runs into other characters through the movie who were looking for the bear slash drugs um and then the other like big story follows o'shea jackson jr and alden um who play david and eddie mm-hmm. and they they work, work for ray liotta work for ray liotta and they're trying to find the drugs because that's money that they have lost yeah. basically david <laughs> is a drug dealer who currently works for ray liotta his character's name is sid um and then eddie is sid's son who was in the family drug business but his wife died and he's like i'm out and he's he's grieving a lot and yeah, there's a weird scene at a bar where they're eating pasta or something he's like, eating yeah he's just he's crying pasta. into his pasta it, like it's funny it was just yeah. like what's happening so those are sort of like the two big things and then there's like a park ranger they're the side characters because, you know, spoilers, they don't live long enough to have full yeah. arcs, but uh, Margot Martindale is uh, one description that I saw of talking about characters in the movie was like the Randy Ranger. <laughs> she is very into Jesse Tyler Ferguson, uh, who I did not recognize at first. You put long hair on that man and he looks different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then like... So Carrie Russell is trying to find the daughter mm-hmm. uh, because the daughter I, was essentially kidnapped by Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Um, the drug people are trying to find the drugs and the cop is trying to find the drugs. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of death. And I will I will say that it's funny death, which like, you yes. know, some people don't like that death can be funny. But it's like, it's campy. Mm-hmm. It's just very over-the-top violence it is in my mind um if it had leaned more into the horror aspect of it then it would be about the same as like uh cabin in the woods Mm. um or tucker and dale versus evil or something like that uh, where it's like people will die and it will be grizzly and you will see (laughs) grizzly uh, you will see the bear do cocaine off of jesse tyler ferguson's dismembered leg yep but the bear it's snorts it. Goof- yeah. The bear knows to snort the cocaine. Yeah. Um. And 
uh, there's just so much. Mm-hmm. It's it's a movie that we did not see in theaters. No. We figured we could wait, and I think that was the right the right decision. Yeah, Believe- it was it was fun to watch. Um, it it was fun to see streaming. Yeah. Um, I think this movie. One of the things I have written about it is this movie knows exactly what it is. It is. I know we keep talking about 65, but how could you not? But 65 tried so hard and failed pretty miserably. Cocaine Bear knows it's a B movie. Yeah. Um, And I found different quotes from articles that were re- reviewing the movie and talking about its success. And there's a Collider article where they say Universal President of Domestic Distribution, Jim Orr, said, It's an outrageous comedy that absolutely delivers on its premise. People were ready to see something over the top. He compared it in that article to that movie Megan, where, like, there are movies with really weird premises this year, and audiences are cool with that now. Um, And then in a review from the Roger Ebert website, uh, cocaine bear knows exactly what it is and what it needs to do. It's about a bear on cocaine. Comparisons to the 2006 disaster extravaganza snakes on a plane are inevitable with its high concept wild animal premise as well as the giddy hype that preceded it. Both movies do precisely what their titles suggest with a minimal desire to be more substantial or meaningful. The few times cocaine bear injects even a meager amount of sentimentality, the pacing starts to lag. This is not why we are here. We are here to see a bear snort a bunch of cocaine then go on a murderous rampage in the forest. Yeah. Yeah, you see a movie called Cocaine Bear and you're like... It succeeded. Yeah. No, it was a well-made movie. Yeah. Called Cocaine Bear. Mm-hmm. What was that weird billboard in it? It had like a weird... It had a billboard that had some sort of... Glory hole? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> No, but I feel like the yes. billboard in the background, like there, there was just a weird. I remember that now. Yeah, there was some weird joke like that. Like there. Oh, it was Glory's Hall, right? Yeah, it was a a geyser of like, like because it's a it takes place in a Georgia national park. So that there was a billboard for another national park site or something, and it was called Glory's Hole. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of movie <laughs> that it is. And there's a lot of jokes like that. Uh, there's there's a whole, there's a group of like teenagers or early twenty somethings ruffians ruffians who keep stabbing people. Like they keep threatening to stab people. I think they're mostly just stealing stuff. And then I forget what the ranger nicknamed them. Yeah, but then they try to rob uh, Shanae Khan. No, Jesus. Not Sinead O'Connor. She uh, R.I.P. She just died. O'Shea Jackson Jr. David and Eddie. <laughs> I had the O, and I was like, yeah. "That's good enough." Mm-hmm. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, got stabbed by them, and then in a pretty good fight scene. It was it was an impressive fight scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then one of them, he makes uh take them to the cocaine because the ruffians found the cocaine and hid it. Mm-hmm. And so that ruffian is very funny. It's mm-hmm. a weird, funny character. Um, That's that um, J.B. Moore. J.B. Moore. Uh, there's a scene where he's talking about how he and his buddies wanted to move to New York. He's yeah. But he's... unbeknownst to him, his two buddies have since been murdered by. They got bared. The cocaine bear, yeah. and then actions due to the cocaine bear because one got mauled one got shot yeah and so there's this weird 
cutaway scene where it's him and his buddies and they're like we're going to new york city but the two buddies are dead in that scene so like one is headless and like it's like a five second shot or something but it's a it's very very good yeah like it's just a weird and there's a bunch of that in the movie mm-hmm. uh and i feel like there's just so much that we're not even touching on like uh alden's character has a son yeah, uh, it doesn't help that like it's been a little bit since we've watched this, but like the introduction to Ray Liotta's character is uh, David meets up with him at like an off-brand Chuck E. Cheese's, mm-hmm. and he sees or he like talks to Eddie's kid briefly, who's playing in the ball pit, and like that's how you find out that Eddie exists and yeah. that Ray Liotta is a grandfather who clearly is very tired of taking care of his grandson, <laughs> and like. The kid has just been living with him since his mom died, I think, is how they introduce that. Yeah. And then he's like, get my kid, make him get his life together, and also, I'm going to be killed by other drug dealers if we don't get this, so help me. So, eventually, through wacky hijinks and chaos, the big climactic scene, uh, Carrie Russell and and the boy henry mm-hmm. find carrie russell's daughter in mm-hmm. the bear's cave and they're trying to get out but they try to go out the back of the cave which leads to the waterfall so they found the falls and there are also two cubs in there there's also two cubs in there who have also been doing they're cocaine. rolling around in cocaine and then they try to escape the back and then while they're trying to get out of the waterfall um uh, ray Liotta and drug crew also show up ray Liotta and company yeah um and then they make their way through to the waterfall and they're like give us the cocaine and then o'shea jackson jr and alden are eventually they get to the side of just forget about the cocaine we're gonna die yeah and there's an angry cocaine bear because protecting her cubs yeah uh they there's a huge scene before that where it the bear lays on top of Eddie and passes out for a little bit. Mm. And then um, David gets two of his fingers shot off by the cop with the dog. Um, It's a whole thing. So like they've gone through a lot at this point to get the drugs and Sid is just more and more desperate as the movie goes on because he's the one that faces like he will die unless he gets the drugs because the drugs are owed to people yeah <clears throat> so that's uh and then they're at the waterfall yeah there's guns involved yeah basically everyone jumps into the water which is like hundreds of feet below them except for ray Liotta, who really wants the cocaine it's like up on a branch and he yeah gets it or something um and then for a second, you think the cocaine bear died. Um, but then Ray Liotta, when he pulls down the cocaine bag, some of it falls out and lands directly on the cocaine bear and sparks it back to life. It's like that thing. It's like in the Matrix when Trinity is like, I'm going to heal you with the power of love or any other movie where... It's suddenly, I'm going to heal the main character with the power of love. Yeah. Except the power of love is cocaine. <laughs> Which I think it should always be. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the cocaine bear kills Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. Carrie Russell and the kids go and do their own thing. And then... Uh, well, so they... Uh, I think it's David who's, like, dying? David got shot. Yeah. Um, And Carrie Russell is a nurse, so... Cures him. Yeah, she... The powers of nursing. Yeah. She helps him out. Um, And there's, like... I feel like there's a couple weird moments between her and Eddie where it it almost sets it up as, like, will they, won't they? Or they have weird chemistry, but they do not get together, which is good because Eddie is so sad. (laughs) (laughs) But Eddie and David, through this journey, have strengthened their friendship because they were like best friends before mm-hmm. um but now they're like back on track and then uh eddie and david adopt the cop's dog yeah who then eats uh the fingers yeah that were shot off of david <laughs> so i mean there's just a lot of stuff yeah. that happens in this movie eddie reunites with his son at the end and they're like what is the dog's name like Ro- rose I mean, he's probably it's, in the IMDb. There's probably a cast. I mean, he's just... I mean, there's no dog. In there's the no cast. dog? There's yeah. gotta be. What about if you go all cast and crew? <laughs> all cast and crew. We're gonna find this dog's name. We're gonna do this. There's gonna be a dog. Uh-huh. Because I, there's always a dog. There's... Yeah. I know there was a dog in the credits. Rosette. Rosette. Played, played by, by Paris. Paris. <laughs> and New York. Those are the two dog performers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the bear was performed by Alan Henry. <laughs> Good job, Alan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's just there's a cop betrayal. There was a dirty cop oh, the yeah. entire the, time. The cop that had the dog that played fetch was yeah. a dirty cop and worked for Ray Liotta. So Isaiah Whitlock Jr. is Bob, who has Rosette, and then uh, Officer Reba is the one that he <laughs> leaves in charge of Rosette, and then she shows up after he like. He has been shot by the ruffians. Mm-hmm. And then um, he's like, oh, yay, there's backup. Wait, how did you know to find me? And it turns out she's been working for Ray Liotta the entire time. Who could yeah. have seen this coming? So, like, yes, there's a lot about this movie called Cocaine Bear that you're like, this makes sense for Cocaine Bear. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of weird, other wacky, funny things that are just like, I don't really know what's happening. It's fun. Yeah. But it doesn't really... There are some... But I think it's good, because I think if they had just been like, here's a straight-up horror film called Cocaine Bear... Yeah, it wouldn't have been It would fun. not have been a fun movie. There are some genuinely, like, surprising, funny, and well-written moments in it. Like the, the fetch thing, uh, where it's like, you know what you're getting into, but also I think it's slightly better than what I expected going in, yeah. at least. Um, there's also, it makes fun of the just say no drug culture of the eighties around the time. There's a whole montage of like Nancy Reagan and, uh, (laughs) this is your brain on drugs, those kind of PSAs and everything. Uh, so I think it's a pretty self-aware movie of like, this was a huge part of mainstream eighties culture, but also underneath that so many drugs everywhere all the time. Yeah. Um, and... As we all know, because we said, and also you probably just know, Ray Liotta passed away shortly after finishing this film. Yeah, 
Um, it's not the last Ray Liotta film to be released. No, but this is Ray Liotta's final completed film role before his death. He died May 26, 2022, and he apparently passed away the week after he came into the studio to re-record some lines for post-production. Where he then said, I really like the look of the yeah. bear. <laughs> Which is good. That is good. It yeah. feels very much like a... Uh, He's going out on a high note. A comment that like a grandparent would make about one of our films that like, was that's just, a good bear i really like the look of that yeah that's... <laughs> it is a pretty good bear yeah it it's is. definitely it's impressive uh it's anthropomorphized yeah uh, but, but it's not lion King. not in a disney way yeah it's just like the bear's eyebrows move <laughs> that's that's the kind of level that it's at it looks happy when it's on coat yeah and it looks angry when it's not on coat yeah uh was this movie successful yes so it was released uh, in theaters, February 24th, 2023. I believe it came onto streaming in March. It was pretty soon, I felt like. March or April. Yeah. Um. So its budget was estimated between 30 to 35 million. That's what I found. Okay. Um, box office worldwide is 89,301,105. Domestic was 64 million and international was 24 million. And then the opening weekend, it got... 23 million or just over that yeah so pretty good financially so it cost a third of what 65 yeah (laughs) um also we talked about megan earlier and other like financially successful Mm -hmm. movies like that this year of like it definitely made back its budget megan made back i did not realize the margin of like how successful it was yeah megan was huge yeah um, I forget the exact numbers, but it was shockingly high. <laughs> um, ratings, not super surprising. Uh, 54 on Metacritic, Metacritic, 66% Rotten Tomatoes with a 71% audience rating. Um, but again, from that Roger Ebert article that I found, there is a quote that says, There will be before cocaine bear and after cocaine bear. This is how we will mark time now as a society. That's how transformative this motion picture is. So if it's for you, I think you're going to like it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like we said, real life events are way less dramatic. Bear uh, ate cocaine that was dropped from an airplane, but then almost immediately died. The rest comes from the writer, Jimmy Warden. Um, And then... We can talk about this movie was directed by Elizabeth Banks. It was. It was an Elizabeth Banks yeah. film. Uh, she worried that it would be a career ender, um, but she apparently read the script. Uh, she first read it during the like at the very beginning of the pandemic, and there were a bunch of wildfires going on at the time. So she was like, this movie feels as chaotic as I feel in this moment. <laughs> so <laughs> she said yes to it. Um and also from a Pop Sugar article, says the Charlie's Angels and Pitch Perfect 2 director says she was drawn to the story because she wanted to push herself as a director. In early February, Banks told Variety she was afraid the movie could be a career ender, but the risk seems to have made her want to pursue it more. I don't think we grow if we don't reach for things that make us a little uncomfortable or that scare us a little bit. She said, don't do something you're comfortable with. I mean, you can, but you're not going to grow as a person. I think it's interesting that Cocaine Bear scared her, but I kind of get it. I mean, yeah, you hear Cocaine Bear. Like, when it was announced, everyone was yeah. like, okay. Cocaine Bear sounds like a working title for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think this was this was good. Like, 
she's obviously a weird and goofy person like she yeah. was in what hot america summer and like all these other weird comedies and stuff whenever i've seen her as an actress she's always been like a goofy yeah person and uh charlie's angels the one that she made was not a great film no but one of the great parts in it i'm gonna spoil a little bit of this because patrick stewart is in it mm-hmm. there's a scene where patrick stewart busts out of a closet and he just goes i was hiding in the closet the whole time <laughs> <laughs> me and that was very funny if you can make patrick stewart say that that's great <laughs> and so like i think like those weird kind of goofy mo- moments is where she really yeah like finds her stride as a director yeah um i haven't seen the pitch perfect i know i've I've seen pitch perfect too she was i don't fully remember the plot of it or anything i know she was in pitch perfect one as like they have the commentators that are there during the acapella competitions and Mm -hmm. she's one of the commentators along with that guy who i believe was in best in show um oh the one of the commentators in best in show i think so i don't know She's in that. Um, so this changes slightly with Greta Gorrig and Barbie that came out this week. Uh, but Elizabeth Banks is, I believe, still top 10 for highest grossing films directed by a woman because of Pitch Perfect 2, uh, which is somewhere a, a little over $287 million worldwide. I don't really change that much. Yeah. Um, but that Pitch Perfect 2 outperformed the first Pitch Perfect pitch perfect movie mm-hmm. in just five days after it was released which That's i impressive. yeah i had no idea yeah i i don't think the second one is better than the first one people were just so hyped because they liked the first one i think it was around yeah i think they really liked the first one and i think it was also around the right age of sequels like now people are kind yeah. of annoyed by them but there was a period briefly mm-hmm. when people were like yeah let's keep this going <laughs> So, our rating mm-hmm. for this Cocaine Bear film. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll go over our rating system again. Yeah. We have a four out of four stars system. It's a five tier out of four system. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. Zero out of four <laughs> means, oh, no. Yeah. It's terrible, bad, 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 God, God, bad movie. Yeah. One is it was a movie. It was made. Uh, for example, sixty-five yeah. is a one out of four. Yeah, that was a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, two is an enjoyable movie. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's not like a super great movie, but it's it's enjoyable. It's fun for the whole family, mm-hmm. maybe. Three is an enjoyable, and more technically good. Mm-hmm. And a four is just great. It's a fantastic movie. It's super well made. You know, it's like. Maybe it can get an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. So, my ranking for Cocaine Bear is two out of four because it was an enjoyable, fun movie, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like a, you know, great movie. Yeah. (laughs) I also gave it a two out of four. I feel like most of our ratings are the same for a lot of the movies that we've seen. Yeah. There will be some different ones. Yeah. And eventually we'll also have guests so we can that spoilers should should we also do like average the scores so that like oh yeah just like we as a whole give it i mean so as obviously a society <laughs> 65 is one and this is two yeah but it's something to think about yeah um uh we will also sometimes talk about 
because we watch a decent amount of movies. So just other movies that we have seen in the year 2023 that didn't necessarily come out this year. Um, I have not watched this movie recently, but when I was looking stuff up, I did want to mention that uh, Albert and the Chipmunks 2, the squeakle, is unfortunately kind of... It's kind of high up on the list of highest grossing movies directed by a woman at $443 million. Wild. Yeah. Um, That is not our other movie, though. That's not our other movie of 2023 because we haven't watched it this year. I know, but I just want (laughs) to get that out into the ether. (laughs) That is is good information to know. (laughs) Alvin and the Chipmunks 2 made $443 million. I think the movie... That I, I, I want to say that we, we watched together mm-hmm. that isn't a 2023 movie. It's a 2016 movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. Skip Trace. Mm. Starring yep. Johnny Knoxville <laughs> and Jackie Chan. <laughs> it's a classic one of those movies where it's like a government official is paired up with just like some dude. Yeah. And they have to go and solve something. I, I mean, Jackie both... Chan Jackie Chan is in tons of those, obviously. Yeah. Aren't they both some dude? No, Jackie Chan was a cop. Oh, that's right. He was the cop. Uh, And he, he then somehow finds his way to working with Johnny Knoxville and solving a crime. Yeah. And it's not a great movie. No. I would say it's a bad movie. I would agree. I really like watching it because <laughs> it's so silly and goofy. And I also just, I enjoy Jackie Chan movies. That doesn't mean I endorse Jackie Chan. I just like those movies i think skip trace which i'm still confused why it was called that so they go so they're trying they're uh finding a trace but they uh, skip over but it. they skip over it yeah um so thank you for explaining skip trace yeah um i feel like skip trace is a good like dentist office movie where it's on and you will see the scenes that are going on and somewhat pay attention to it and then they call your name and you don't find out what happens to the rest of the movie and you're fine <laughs> yeah that's fair uh just, what's that song it's, it's a there's a song that's in it and they make this tribe sing it oh yeah is it a Katy perry song rolling in the deep was that what it was because mm-hmm. that's an adele song Oh, maybe it's Adele. I think it's, it's probably Adele. You are humming Rolling in the Deep. Uh, then it's Adele. Yeah. I, they're all the same to me. <laughs> Women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there, there's this tribe in like Mongolia or something. Yeah. And they all sing Adele and it's really <laughs> weird. It's not a dream sequence. and like It feels like it, but it's but not. But it's not. <laughs> but it is just a really good movie. <laughs> It does seem like that was also a movie that they had a very fun time making it. Yeah, like, I'm sure it was more of just, like... I mean, it definitely wasn't a movie made for Americans. No. Like, it's in English, but it is... It's not a movie that would do well here. I don't think it even did well here. It's not super cohesive. But it... I Like, I don't know what about it. It's just a movie that I've watched several times. <laughs> I think it's just, like... If you want a dumb, easy to watch, you don't have to pay attention. You can just have it on the background movie. Like, this is a good movie for that. Yeah, it is all of those things. Like, and I think that's just like, there have been many times where I'm just like, I'm tired, but I'm not ready to go to bed. I just want to have something on. It's the skip trace hour. <laughs> and then I put on skip trace. I do like uh, the ending of the movie, which 
spoilers, I guess, but <laughs> when, like, Jackie Chan finds out that his best friend betrayed him, and it's a whole thing that I don't fully remember at this point, but his his former best friend is like, one of us has to die at the end of this. Like, he doesn't say, we're going to kill each other, like, one of us will we won't both make this out of it alive. He says, one of us has to die at the end of this. And then they're on a sinking ship or oil rig or something like that. And a room is flooding up with water and it's Jackie Chan's adoptive daughter is in there. And the two of them work together to save her. And then everyone makes it out. All right. And then the friend turns around and he's like, I told you one of us has to die. And he just floats. (laughs) He just lets himself drown. (laughs) Now, I will provide some context. The guy who lets himself die was a drug lord and, like, just crime lord, basically. Yeah. So, like, if he had lived, he wouldn't have had a great life if he had continued to live for his crimes. Sure. But, but it was still very funny of, I have to die. Yeah. It was very much that sketch in I Think You Should Leave where the guy is like, I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. But then he just drifts off yeah. into the water. Like it's it's very silly. Yep. So that's our extra movie for mm-hmm. this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. This has been a, the year of the, the movie the year of the movie podcast. Year of the movie. That was really confident. Uh um like I said last time, if you want a movie talked about let us know if you want to- topics of, of the movies talked about. If there's stuff that we haven't hit on and, and what we should discuss, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that there will be a loose sequel to this episode specifically because there is a movie that was made in about eight days called Crackoon. Oh. Where a raccoon does crack. I forgot about Crackoon. <laughs> and that is a hard title to say. It feels like it's, a slur. It's, well, yeah, especially yeah, because crack, <laughs> yeah, raccoon, yeah, crack, yeah, it's yeah. not great. But that, we will eventually talk about that once we see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not look good, but it's definitely I'm, so excited a movie. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Sebastian. I'm Maggie, and this has been the Year of the Movie podcast. Woo. <laughs>